basketball the basketball segment of the fantasy fanatics podcast i'm your host once again james and yeah we got a full house again all three of the boys are back um first i'll start with you terry what's up man bing bong what's up what's up nice to have you back bro mete what's up man hey yo and nate what's up bro what's up all right uh in today's episode uh going to recap the games from Sunday. We'll take a look at some of the scores from Monday, some of the games still going on. Uh, we'll give you our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. Uh, then we'll take a look at Tuesday's game slate. We'll preview that. And then we'll take a special look at the Christmas game slate, and we'll try and preview that as well. So that'll be uh, pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, let's just hop right into it. Uh, we'll start with Sunday's games. Uh, we got the Detroit Pistons beating the Miami Heat 100-90. to um, good win for the Pistons. Obviously, a lot of players out for different teams, uh, but getting to the scores here, uh, in terms of points, Sadiq Bey led the Pistons with 26. Max Struss led the Heat with 24. And then for rebounds, Isaiah Stewart with 14 for the Pistons, while Omer Yurtseven had 12 for Miami. And then both Kyle Lowry and Kate Cunningham had 10 assists to lead their respective teams. Uh, Terry, since you're back, I guess I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Detroit? Uh, a couple of thoughts on Detroit. I mean, it is just a developing game for this young squad. Guys like Dick Bay, Isaac Stewart, Kate Cunningham, they're all going to learn valuable experience from beating some veteran teams like that are led by guys like Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker. Uh, this ain't really a team that you're going to expect a lot from this season because, I mean, look at their record right now. Only got five wins, and they just broke, what, a 17-game losing streak. So, I mean, as I said before, valuable lesson for this squad. Move on to the next one. Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, developing each and every game, all the young players. A good win here. I guess, uh, Mete, I'll get to you on Miami. They had a lot of players out, but I guess what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, they had a lot of players out. COVID is pretty much hitting almost every team. So you see a lot of teams, they got to play their players that they usually don't play. Guys like Gabe Vincent, Keze Okpala, Omer Yurtsevan, and Max Struss. Uh, you don't really see those guys every night from Miami. And uh, credits to them as Yurtsevan, Max Struss, those two had great games. I think the game before even Max Truss, he hit like eight threes. So, yeah, uh, this is a huge opportunity for the guys who aren't out, obviously, to just showcase what they have. And, yeah, you got to uh, give credit to the ones who take care, take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, like we talked about Miami, uh, you know, whether their depth would get tested. And I guess this is the time where it's happening. It's good to see guys like that popping off. And as Nate would say, it's the National Next Man Up Association. So at this point, uh, with COVID running wild through the league, yeah, you got to see how much depth your team has. Uh, getting to the next game, Portland Trailblazers beating the Memphis Grizzlies 105 to 100. Um, in terms of leaders for the teams, we have Damian Lillard leading the, the Trailblazers with uh, 32 points, uh, Dylan Brooks at 37 to lead the Grizzlies, 
Uh, Larry Nance, 11 rebounds to lead Portland, while Steven Adams had nine to lead Memphis. And then in terms of assists, both Damian Lillard and Tyus Jones had five assists to lead their respective teams. I guess, Nate, I'll get to on Portland. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win? Um, I think it's a pretty decent win considering um, Memphis has been doing pretty well recently, even with um, John Morant out. And I guess Portland has been having an up and down season and Lillard's finally back. So they're probably going to be able to make some noise. Yeah, it's pretty exciting actually to, uh, to see this team, you know, slowly uh, getting back to normal and a uh, great game from Lillard as well. Uh, Terry, I'll bounce to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Grizzlies? Thoughts on the Grizzlies. They're just being a well-doiled machine for this season. A lot of people probably expected them fighting for most likely a, I don't know, maybe a seven seed, eight seed. Right now they're in the mix of like those top contenders as well as those teams you didn't expect as well. I mean, four seed right now against guys or teams like the Nuggets and the Clippers are amazing, especially with guys like John Morant out for the Grizzlies as well. Tyus Jones has just been killing it this past week, unfortunately. In this game, we had five assists, five points on like, what, two of eight for the field goal. So, I mean, you can't always have the perfect game, but hey, it's another win for, actually not even another win, but um, unfortunately you can't win them all. Yeah, I definitely agree. The Grizzlies have been hot. Uh, like you said, moved up to like, what, fourth seed in the West. They've been really balling out. Uh, it's probably just a one-off. They'll probably bounce back uh, for their next game. And uh, we'll move to the next game, actually. And it's the Sacramento Kings being the San Antonio Spurs, 121-2114. Um, looking at the stats here, Buddy Heald had 29 points to lead the Kings. DeJounte Murray with 25 to lead the Spurs. Then for rebounds, Damian Jones, 8 to lead the Kings. While Keldon Johnson at 11 to lead the Spurs. Then in terms of assists, Tyrese Halliburton, 11 to lead the Kings. While DeJounte Murray had 9 to lead the Spurs. Uh, Mete, I'm going to get to you on the Sacramento Kings. I guess what are your thoughts on this uh, pretty big win? Yeah, it's a good win, but I said this last episode. I want to see them probably trade Harrison Barnes at the trade deadline unless they go on a run and they're in like a playoff spot or something or really close. And I think Buddy Hill, they could ship off as well. He's He's pretty much at like the peak of his career, I'd say. He's not that young anymore too, so... Yeah, with the current way things are going for them, I think they should just uh, try to find some value for the veterans. Even Tristan Thompson has been playing pretty good lately. Uh, so, yeah, I think by the trade deadline, if they're not doing uh, good, they could definitely look to uh, ship off some veterans, I think, and try to get value for them. Yeah, I mean, the Sacramento Kings team, we talked about them just being mediocre most of the year. That's pretty much what this is. They beat, they beat a team that's sort of around them. I mean, it is a big win, but uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I guess, Terry, I'll get to you on the Spurs. Uh, you follow this team uh, pretty well. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Um, it's just one of those years where I guess not everything's clicking. Um, guys like Kelton Johnson, 5 for 14 from field goal. If you're shooting like that and only getting what was it, 16 points? I mean, something's not working here. Guys like Devin Vassell, you're expecting to, I don't know, eventually take over for maybe a guy like maybe Kelvin Johnson or maybe even like Lonnie Walker. Um, outside of that, I mean, they need a little bit more front court depth. I mean, besides guys like Jakob Pertl, 
you got guys on the bench like Cadence Bates Diop, I believe, and then uh, Drew Eubanks only playing three minutes. So, I mean, that's kind of the epitome of what the San Antonio Spurs are right now, post Tim Duncan. Always trying to fill in that uh, big man void, and unfortunately, they can't find that solution as of yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, it has been tough for the Spurs. Uh, hopefully, this rebuild, I guess, goes as planned. Hopefully, Greg Popovich is going to stay on and sort of build this team back up. It would be a nice thing to see. Um, moving on to the next game, uh, Chicago Bulls beating the L.A. Lakers, 115-2-110. Uh, uh, looking at some of the stats here, uh, we got DeMar DeRozan, 38 points to lead the Bulls. Uh, we got LeBron James with 31 to lead the Lakers. And then in terms of rebounds, Nikola Vucevic, 13 to lead the Bulls, while LeBron James had 14 for the Lakers. And then in terms of assists, DeMar DeRozan had six to lead the Bulls, while Russell Westbrook had eight to lead the LA Lakers. Uh, Mete, I'm going to get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on the Bulls win? Yeah, this is their first game back for like a week, I think. They got a couple games postponed, so they were finally able to have enough players to play a game as they got hit with COVID really hard. They had like eight, nine guys out, and it was a great first game back. Uh, DeMar hit a huge shot at the end over LeBron. Kind of felt nice to see as a Raptors fan as uh, LeBron has been tormenting the Raptors or he used to torment the Raptors back on the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, pretty much every time we played them. And so, yeah, it just felt nice seeing DeMar ice the game over LeBron. And then uh, Lonzo, one of the best defensive guards uh, in the NBA, maybe even one of the best defenders right now. So, yeah, I really like this uh, Chicago Bulls team. This was without Zach Levine, too. So these are definitely their number two option there it's a big win even though the Lakers are kind of struggling right now yeah I definitely agree it's a really big win for this team definitely want to keep that top two spot there in the east I guess Nate I'm gonna get to on the Lakers I guess what are your thoughts on this loss um I guess this was kind of the LeBron and Russell Westbrook show for the entire game they tried to put the team on their back but unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't enough but on the bright side, um, Isaiah Thomas is back. He's got a spot on the Lakers, and he did pretty good for his first game back. Yeah, honestly, uh, it's great to see him back in the league. I know people hate on him that he doesn't play defense, but I guess you can't deny his offensive talent. So uh, it's really good to see him out there. Um, I guess moving on to the next game, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves being the Dallas Mavericks, 111-105. to uh, looking at some of the stats here, Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points to lead the Wolves. We have Tim Hardaway Jr. with 28 to lead the Mavericks. And then for rebounds, Jared Vanderbilt had 10 uh, to lead uh, the Wolves. And then uh, Maxi Kleber had 14 to lead uh, Dallas. And then in terms of assists, Carl Anthony Towns, 6 to lead the Wolves. And Jalen Brunson had 11 to lead Dallas. I guess, uh, Terry, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on Minnesota? Um. I would say probably a little surprise, just like the Grizzlies this year. I mean, uh, team ran in Minnesota doesn't really do good, especially if your name is the Timberwolves. They were usually like the bottom feeders of the West for I don't know how many years. And they had that one nice year with Jimmy Butler, but then eventually he left. And then they went back to being a bottom feeder team in the West Division again. I mean, with guys like Jerry Vanderbilt, 
D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, you're expecting these guys to fill out the void that can't be filled by Carl Anthony Towns or I believe, um, what's his name, Anthony Edwards. Uh, surprisingly, they're still doing, or they're still fighting for that eighth spot with teams like the Lakers and the Mavericks and the Kings. Right now, they're currently on a four-game winning streak, and it's just on to the next one for this Timberwolves team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. This win was big. They helped them pass Dallas in the, the standings, and now they have that eighth seed. I guess, Mete, getting to you, what are your thoughts on the Mavericks? Yeah, uh, they've been without Luka a couple games, so that's not going to help them. He's a top five player in the league. Uh, but Jalen Brunson, like I said last episode, whenever Luca's not there, he gets a start, and he always does great. And this was another game of that. Tim Hardaway and Dorian Finney-Smith, those guys are usually three-point shooters, but without Luca, they got more shots, and they did great with that opportunity. Um, Porzingis had a rough game though, so that really hurt them. Without Luca, he automatically becomes the number one option there so I think they needed a bit more out of him and yeah they definitely need Luca back I think yeah they definitely need Luca back I don't even know if they'll be able to hold on to um, you know a play-in spot uh, if he doesn't come back soon because um, he's pretty much the heart and soul of that team um, I guess moving on to the next game here we have the Phoenix Suns being the Charlotte Hornets 137 to 106 uh, leading the Suns was JaVale McGee with 19 points. Miles Bridges had 26 to lead the Hornets. And then DeAndre Ayton, 15 rebounds to lead the Suns, while LaMelo Ball had 10. Uh, in terms of assists, Chris Paul had 9 to lead the Suns, while LaMelo Ball had 7. Uh, Nate, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win for Phoenix? Um, really surprising. I was expecting the score to be a little bit lower than 137 to 106, but basically the entire team came to play and unfortunately the Hornets weren't able to stop that. Yeah. I mean, when you're averaging over 30 points a quarter, that's pretty solid. Uh, you'll, you'll get a win probably 90% of the time. Um, Terry, just moving to you, I guess, what are your thoughts on this pretty much a blowout loss for the Hornets? Rough. Um, this team's probably coming back. I haven't been keeping up with ball a lot, to be honest with you, but I did hear that the Hornets did have a series of uh, COVID protocols and health and safety issues. So with that said, I mean, you're just trying to build this team back up. You can't always win them all. And well, fortunate for the Hornets that they did go on a little hot streak at the start of the year. So hopefully it doesn't bite them in the, their behinds when it comes to playing time or when it comes to the seating. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right about that. They had a hot start. They sort of come back down to earth. They're now around the 500 team. So they definitely need to turn things around, I guess, if they want to sort of stay in the hunt there in the East. Uh, we'll move to the Monday slate. Uh, some of the games that have finished, we'll take a look at. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers being the Boston Celtics, 108 to 103. Um, looking at the top scorers here, Joel Embiid, 41 points to lead the 76ers. Huge game for him. Uh, Jalen Brown had 30 points to lead the Celtics. And then um, Ennis Cantor Freedom had 11 rebounds to lead the Celtics. And Joel Embiid had 10 to lead the 76ers. And then uh, it looks like Seth Curry had seven assists to lead the Sixers, while Jason Tatum had six to lead Boston. Um, I guess, Metti, I'll start with you. Uh, pretty big win for Philly. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a good win. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be expecting them to be only 16 and 15, 31 games in. So, yeah, they're barely over 500. I know Embiid, he's been battling injury and COVID, I think. He missed some time because of that. They haven't had Ben Simmons, but yeah, I still expect more from this team. Uh, they're only one game over 500, and who knows? Maybe this is a game that starts a big run for them. Yeah, they looked really solid here. I mean, Embiid, the double-double, and Tobias Harris and Seth Curry both had over 25 points, so really solid overall for this team. And then I guess getting to you, Nate, is what are your thoughts on the Celtics? I guess this was kind of a case where um, two teams have um, really good offenses. So you're kind of going uh, back and forth a little bit. And unfortunately, Embiid is one of the best centers in the league, if not the best. So um, pretty tough matchup for any team to try to um, shut him down. But uh, Jalen Brown played really well, 30 points. Tatum, unfortunately, only got 17. He normally gets... 20 or more but yeah I guess that's just kind of how the game played out yeah I mean it was lower scoring overall compared to some of the games we've been recapping so um yeah maybe that was one of the reasons Tatum's point total was a bit lower but yeah uh, Boston they've been pretty mediocre all year I think they need to find their rhythm and sort of get on a run if they really want to go far this year in the playoffs um moving to the next game here we have the Chicago Bulls being the Houston Rockets, 133 to 118. A pretty big win here for the Bulls. Um, taking a look at the stats, uh, we have DeMar DeRozan, 26 points to lead the Bulls. Christian Wood, 23 to lead the Rockets. And then uh, Vucevic, six assists to lead Chicago with uh, Christian Wood getting 11 to lead the Rockets. Uh, Lonzo Ball, eight assists to lead Chicago. And Jay Sean Tate had six to lead Houston. Um, I guess, Terry, I'll start with you. A uh, pretty big win for Chicago. What are your thoughts? It is a pretty big win, especially when you're playing a bottom-feeder team like the Houston Rockets. I mean, honestly, they just came back from COVID, just like I believe it was the Charlotte Hornets that I did say. And with that said, I mean, this is just a game to get your feet wet and possibly move on to the next game. Don't know a thousand percent sure what or who they're playing next, possibly the Raptors if the border restrictions aren't intact. But outside of that, I mean, just move on to the next one for the Bulls. Yeah, they had back-to-back solid games, which is pretty impressive considering that you do have some fatigue coming off of a back-to-back. I guess, Metti, I'll get to you on the Rockets. I guess, what are your thoughts on this team? Uh, They've been much better lately. They were off to a horrible start. And they went on like a six, seven game win streak, something like that. And they've been okay lately. So, yeah, I think uh, the fact that they're playing guys like Armani Brooks, uh, Josh Christopher, Christopher, sorry, he's been nice lately. Uh, they just got to play their young players. Uh, they don't have much expectations, I, I'd say, this year. Even Kenyon Martin Jr., he's been playing great lately. And I'm still waiting for the Rockets to start Alperen Sengun as uh, I really believe in him and I think he has a great future ahead. Yeah, I know this Rockets team, they got a lot of really good young players. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty much like we said with teams like Detroit, every game's a tryout. 
we play the young guys, they get experience, they get a chance to prove themselves. So yeah, um, Houston has a bright future um, on the horizon. Um, I guess another team that sort of has a lot of young guys, they got a win here. Um, OKC beating uh, the Memphis Grizzlies 102 to 99. Um, I guess uh, getting to the stats, uh, Shai Gilgis, Alexander, 23 points lead the Thunder. Desmond Bain, 25 to lead Memphis. And then um, Darius uh, Baisley had seven assists to lead the Thunder, uh, while Steven Adams had 14 rebounds to lead uh, Memphis. And then getting to assists, Josh Giddy, 11 assists to lead the Thunder, while John Moran had eight to lead Memphis. Um, I guess I'll start with you, Nate. I guess, what are your thoughts on OKC? Um, I guess they're another team that's um, kind of in their rebuilding stage, just trying, just, just trying to um, experiment with their team a little a little bit trying to get the younger players some more experience. I think this was still a pretty good win overall, considering um, Memphis had their number and it was a home game. And this is another home game, but they were able to take come away with the win against the Memphis Grizzlies at home. Yeah, a big win for the Thunder. No question about that. I guess, uh, Terry, I'll get to you. Is it concerning that the Grizzlies have dropped back to back games? Um, to be honest, no. It's your first game back with John Morant as your franchise centerpiece. Unfortunately, Tyus Jones did miss this game. I think it was for his wrist or his knee, one of the two. Um, outside of that, I mean, you're just trying to get the chemistry back together with guys like John Morant and Stephen Adams or John Morant and Triple J. And, you know, just trying to mesh everything together again. Outside of that, uh, on to the next game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we talked about, they do have a good spot uh, up there in the West. Uh, so, you know, uh, even if they come back down to earth a little bit, I think they should be uh, pretty solid overall. And then uh, getting to the next game here, we have the Utah Jazz being the Charlotte Hornets, 112 to 102. Getting to the stats here, Rudy Gobert, 23 points to lead the Jazz. LaMelo Ball, 21 to lead the Hornets. Uh, Rudy Gobert also added 21 as 21 rebounds, uh, really solid line for him uh, to lead the Jazz. And then Miles Bridges had 11 uh, to lead the Hornets. And then in terms of assists, Donovan Mitchell had six to lead Utah. Um, and uh, LaMelo Ball had 11 uh, to lead the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, Metti, I'm going to start with you on Utah. I guess, what are your thoughts on this win? Yeah, it's a good win. They've been really hot lately. I think they're on a win streak still. So that's great. I feel like they might be even more dangerous this year as uh, I'm looking at their bench, guys like Joel Ingles, Hassan Whiteside, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gay. This is a great bench unit. So, yeah, they're looking really deep, and I think they could be even better this year, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, uh, they we did have high expectations for them last year. Obviously, they fell short of them, but, yeah, I definitely agree with you. They are playing really solid. Um, I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this loss for the Hornets? Uh, another pretty tough loss. Unfortunately, um, Utah is a team with another pretty dominant um, big man in Rudy Gobert. So I'm guessing they had a little bit of trouble trying to um, contain him. I guess Miles Bridges, he played uh, good as well, and it's good to see Terry Rozier and LaMelo Football um, really step up. Uh, to the plate they both got over 20 points so I guess they have um, that going for that at least 
Yeah, I mean, um, the Hornets just need to find a way to bounce back at some point. They have been slipping a little bit, so hopefully um, they can sort of get there in their next game. Um, the rest of the games for the Monday night slate are currently in progress. Um, at the end of the third quarter, the Warriors are up on the Sacramento Kings. And then at halftime, the Spurs are up on the LA Clippers. Uh, we won't be covering those games. Uh, so let's just move right into fantasy basketball pickups for this week. Um, I guess, Matty, I'm going to start with you. I guess, who's your guard pickup for the week? Yeah, so for guard, I went with the man who is back in the NBA, Isaiah Thomas, currently at 22% rostered, and he's on the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, first game back, I think he had like 19 points, 21 minutes, something like that. Second game, 33 minutes, something like that, and he got a start, so... Uh, yeah, Lakers are hit with protocols or health and safety protocols. They're a team who has a lot of people out because of COVID and Anthony Davis he just got an injury. So it opened up a starting spot and they let Isaiah Thomas into the starting five. So, yeah, he's a great veteran. We know what he can do. I think he's definitely worth a look. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. He's definitely playing really solid ever since he got into the lineup. I guess, Nate, let me get to you. I guess, who's your guard pickup for the week? I guess you could take a look at um, Max Struss from Miami. He had um, pretty good past couple of games. I think he got 24 points against Detroit, and he got 32 points against Orlando, and he shoots a lot of threes as well. So if threes are what you need, then you can take a look at him. All right, and uh, Terry, I'm going to move on to you. I guess who's your guard pickup for the week? It would be Nathan's partner in crime for the backcourt with Max Strauss. I got to go with Gabe Vincent. With guys like Hero, uh, Bam, and Jimmy out of the lineup, you got those two guys basically finding a way to carve a decent role into their Miami Heat rotation. I think for the past month, with guys, those, yeah, can't speak English. With those guys out, uh, he probably averaged two and a half threes, 12 points, I believe two and a half rebounds, three and a half assists with steal as well. And this past week, he has averaged around three, three pointers as well as 18 points with four assists. So as long as that court is unhealthy, keep running with Gabe Vincent team was four leagues with 14 teams and above. Outside of that, keep an eye on him for streaming purposes in 12s. All right. And yeah, um, speaking of deep league streams, I'd have an, a deep league guy as well. Um, I know Mete talked about him. It's Josh Christopher for the Houston Rockets. He's shooting guard eligible. He's under 10% rostered. Um, but yeah, I'd say in his past six games, he's had double digit points in five out of the six. He's averaging around four assists per game. So those are probably his two best categories. Uh, he's also averaged almost two threes per game. So pretty solid there as well. Um, my only concern is, I guess, if the Rockets are getting guys back, there's a chance his minutes could go down. But um, if they are trying to play some of the young players, he's definitely someone that will be on the court. So definitely keep an eye on that. Uh, if you're in a, in a pinch in a deep league in terms of like, you have a lot of guys with COVID or whatever, he's definitely a guy uh, you could take a look at. Um, and then moving to forward pickups now, I guess, Meti, I'll get to you. Who's your forward for the week? Yeah, so I have Chmezia Metu from the Sacramento Kings. I think he's power forward and center eligible. 
and he's at 28% rostered. And yeah, he's uh, moved into the starting five. He can make threes, uh, great defensive uh, stats, steals and blocks almost every game. And then, yeah, he gets solid rebounds. So for a guy at 28% rostered who gets uh, 25 plus minutes, I think it's a good shout. All right. And uh, I guess, Nate, I'll just move to you. I guess, which forward do you have for this week? I guess for forwards, maybe you could take a look at um, Luke Kennard. He's more of a shallow league pickup, 48% roster, but I think he's averaging 11.9 uh, points. And I think the game against OKC ends up getting 27.7 rebounds, three assists, and one steal. And he shoots a lot of threes as well. So if you need um I guess threes, you need points, you need maybe a little bit of um, rebound, a little bit of assists, then Luke and Art can help you out. All right, sounds good. And uh, Terry, I'll get to you. I guess who's your forward pickup for the week? Yeah, before I go on, I uh, forgot to mention, give Vincent 24% owned in Yahoo Sports Leagues, as well as point guard eligible. My forward now, uh, KJ Martin Jr. of Rockets, 17% owned, only small forward eligible. Now that he's getting minutes in the mid-20s, he's becoming more relevant in a few more leagues. I would say he's relevant in 18-team, 16-team, and 14-team leagues. Uh, he could possibly be streamed in 12-teams, but we suggest that when guys like Jalen Green and Michael Porter Jr. do come back, pay attention to the way he does produce this past week. He did have a double-double in probably 27, 28 minutes, I want to guess. And... Averaged in the past seven days, 13 points, six and a half rebounds with two and a half assists, as well as a steal and half a block with 50% from field and 59 from charity strike. All right. And I guess I'll get to my four pickup for the week. Uh, you guys know I've been banging this man's drum ever since draft season, and it's Nick Batum from the LA Clippers. Um, he's back healthy. He's back in the lineup. His first game back. Uh, for a forward, he made four threes, uh, 12 points. Uh, I mean, he's been really solid in terms of category coverage, two assists, two steals, one rebound. Um, and I mean, yeah, he's definitely a guy you can look at. Um, a lot of times he is in the starting lineup as well. So he is going to be getting the minutes um, in his first game back. He had 25 minutes. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely a guy that's going to contribute in almost every category. So um, maybe in a 12 team league, you'd be at the bottom of your bench. In a 14-team league, he's definitely someone that needs to be picked up. And he's now over 30% rostered. So, um, yeah, definitely go pick up Nick Batum. Uh, Mete, I'm going to get to you for centers. Who's your pickup for the week? Yeah, so for center, I went with Metu's uh, front court partner. Also in Sacramento, Tristan Thompson. He's only 6% rostered. So uh, you have the best chance out of the three guys I just named to pick up Thompson as the lowest percent owned and yeah he's uh it's not really that flashy he's like your typical uh big man uh good field goal percentage uh solid free throw percentage uh gets you decent points uh decent rebounds and he's good for blocks so yeah uh he's recently in the starting five as well so i think for six percent owned he's definitely worth uh looking at yeah, definitely must look uh, in terms of deep leagues for sure. Um, Nate, let me get to you. Who's your center pickup for the week? I 
guess for centers, you can maybe take a look at JaVale McGee. Um, he's 37% rostered. He's another center who's mostly uh, just asked to play close to the rim, try to get rebounds, try to um, get some uh, points that are close to the rim. But he's really good at doing that. I think his last game, game against Char Charlotte, he got um, 19.7 rebounds. He got 17.8 rebounds against Washington. So he gets um, a lot of points, gets a lot of rebounds. His field goal percentage is pretty efficient because he plays close to the rim. So if you need someone like that, uh, pick up Javel McGee. All right. And Terry, I'll move to you. Um, I guess, who do you have for center this week? Well, as Nao says, especially during this pandemic riddled season, it's the next man up association. And with that said, you got to go to Orlando Magic at 11% owned Robin Lopez. I believe these past two performances he had, he had like 20 points, 10 rebounds on 46 from the field, as well as 18 points and seven rebounds on 69% of the field. Um, with guys like Obama and Wendell Carter Jr. out, it's going to be the front court mate with, I believe, Chumon Kiki. So just keep an eye on that. All right. And I guess my center pickup for the week is Jeff Green from the Denver Nuggets. He's actually tri-position eligible. Plays both forward positions and the center spot, which is pretty key for trying to fit him into your lineup. Um, he's, I'd say, a 14-team league um, must-own player. And then you could probably stream him in shallower leagues than that. Um, I mean, his last three games, he's averaged like, what, 14 points. Uh, he's made five threes to, total uh, during that time, which is big for a center. Um and then um, his most recent game, um, you had 20 points, five rebounds, four assists, and one block. So really solid. Um, and his uh, free throws also really solid. He's not going to hurt you there. And his field goal, like Nate said, is close to the rim. So uh, that's going to be pretty good for you as well. So um, I think one of you guys talked about all the injuries with the Nuggets. Um, he's definitely someone that you can capitalize on uh, in terms of his production, I guess, with all those injuries. All right, and that's the end of our fantasy basketball pickups for the week. So we're going to move right in to Tuesday's preview. Um, let's start with the first game here. Um, it as of right now, uh, this game is actually a pick 'em. Um, it's the Indiana Pacers against the Miami Heat. Uh, Mete, I'm going to start with you. I guess which side do you like here? It's kind of hard to say right now with uh, COVID going around. Every team. I like the fact that the Heat are home, but I feel like the Pacers are the healthier team. I don't remember them having that many guys out due to COVID. So, uh, yeah, whoever is healthier, basically, I'd go with. All right, Nate, I'll get to you. I guess, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think the Pacers are completely healthy and on um, Miami's side, um, Butler's out, Arrow's out. PJ Tucker is also out. Um, and so I don't think the guys that they have um, now, some of them are still good, like Kyle Lowry's been playing good. Max Press has been playing good. But um, Duncan Robinson hasn't been able to make up the difference lately. So I'd go with the Pacers. All right, Terry. And I guess getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? I like the Pacers a lot, especially that they only got. I don't know, TJ McConnell out. But for some reason, I feel like the Miami Heat find a way to squeeze this one out. That's all I got to say. All right. And I think I'm going to side uh, with you guys on the Pacers. 
Um, like Mete said, I think they're actually going to be the healthier team. Um, maybe the Heat being at home is going to be tough, but uh, I think the Pacers usually try and pull games like this out. So, yeah, I think I'm going to slightly lean with them. Um, I guess moving to the next game, um, we have the New York Knicks uh, favored by nine and a half at home against the Detroit Pistons. I guess, Terry, this time I'll start with you. I guess, wh- which side are you on here? I guess I got to take, if it's nine and a half, that means 10. So I guess I got to go with the Knicks on this. I mean, Detroit's been a horrible team this season, and I feel like a majority of their losses are 10 points or more. So let me run with the Knicks here. Bing bong. All right, Mete, let me get to you. I guess, which side do you like here? I feel like uh, if I can remember correctly, the Knicks are another team that are riddled with COVID. So it's kind of a bigger spread. I know Kemba just had an amazing game for them. He's back in the rotation. But like I said, I don't think they're healthy enough. So uh, I like the Pistons here, actually. All right, Nate, what about you? Which side are you on here? believe the Pistons were able to get the upset against Miami, although Miami wasn't fully healthy. The Knicks are missing a couple of um, guys as well, but I think Detroit is the healthier team. It is at home, so maybe the Knicks can still win, but I feel like the Pistons can still cover this. Yeah, I think give me the Pistons to cover as well. I definitely liked what I saw from them in their last game. Uh, they definitely look like they're really solid. Obviously, they're not going to turn things around completely, but this should definitely be a game that um, they might not win, like you said, Nate, but they'll definitely be competitive. And so I think they can definitely cover the spread. Uh, moving on to the next game, um, we have the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, favored by one and a half points uh, in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Uh, Nate, this time I'm going to start with you. I guess uh, which side do you like here? Um. Portland's been playing pretty hot right now, so it pretty much comes down to um, if Lillard and Norman Powell um, get a lot of points, then they have the chance to um, win, and it's only one and a half, so might as well go with Portland. All right, Terry, I'll get to you, I guess. What are your thoughts? Can you see the spread again? Uh, It's one and a half favoring the Blazers. Blazers? I mean, that's basically two, so it's a Pick them at this rate. Got to go with the team higher up in the standings. Got to go with the Blazers here. All right. And Matty, I guess, are you on the same side here? Uh, it's kind of tough. Um, the Pelicans are home. And the Blazers have been so underwhelming this year. So that's why I'm having trouble. Uh, I think I might actually go with the Pelicans due to the fact that they're home. Yeah, I was going to say the Blazers haven't really done that well on the road this season. But I guess after what I saw from last game, it looks like they might be turning the corner. So um, I think I might lean slightly with the Blazers here. They should be able to cover the spread. Like you said, Terry, it's pretty much a pick them at this point. Um, yeah, you just uh, need to win by like two or more. So I definitely think the Blazers can do that. And then uh, getting to the next game, it's actually a rematch from the game we recapped, the Timberwolves against the Mavericks. Um, the Wolves are favored by one and a half in Dallas. I guess, Matt, I'll get to you. I guess, which side do you like here? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure Luca is out for this game as well. And he's a huge factor. I know the Mavericks are home, but it's a pretty low spread. And I like what I see from the Timberwolves this year. So 
I think I'm, I'll go with the Timberwolves here. All right, Nate, I'm going to get to you. I guess which side do you like here? Yeah, I feel like um, the Mavs aren't really the same team without Luka, and um, Porzingis is also questionable. I think they're, most of their starting um, five isn't fully healthy, so I'm going to have to go to Timberwolves. All right, and I guess, uh, Terry, I'm going to move to you. I guess, uh, are you on the Timberwolves as well? Amen to that. Next. All right, um, I guess for me, um, I feel like the spread's going to move uh, as we get closer to tip-off. Might get to like two, two and a half, uh, more than that. So if you like the Wolves, definitely grab them. I definitely think the Wolves can win this game again. Um, it might be closer than the last game, but um, they only need two points to win, and that seems good enough for me. So I'll go with the Timberwolves as well. Um, and then getting uh, to the last game on the slate, um, it's the Phoenix Suns at the LA Lakers. Um, the Suns are favored by six and a half points. Nate, I'm going to start with you. I guess which side do you like here? Um, I go with um, the Suns, maybe. I feel like the Lakers have been a little um, underwhelming. So I guess I'll just go with the Suns. All right, Terry, getting to you, I guess. Um, which side do you sort of like here? They just got Devin Booker back, so I feel like seven points is a possible spread for this. I mean, we all just heard that Anthony Davis got injured for, what, four, four weeks? Knowing him, it's going to be like six weeks, but uh, give me Suns. All right, Mete, I'll get to you. I guess is the addition of Isaiah Thomas good enough to push this Lakers team over the top? Yeah, I think I'd actually side with the Lakers. Uh, I like the fact that they're at home. And I know they've been underwhelming, but the spread's kind of on, like, the bigger side or it's kind of getting there. And, yeah, I think they don't have to win to cover, so I feel like they could cover that. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to go with the Suns here. Like you said, Terry, they got Devin Booker back. Definitely looking really solid. And I've been hearing uh, Lakers fans complaining about their team saying, uh, oh, we got Isaiah Thomas, another scoring veteran that can't play defense. And I mean, the Lakers have had trouble playing defense all season. Um, so I think uh, this should be another game where the Suns should be able to dominate as Anthony Davis isn't in the lineup. And um, yeah, that's going to be the end of the Tuesday preview. We are going to preview the Christmas game slate. Um, it's actually a pretty nice game slate at the moment. We don't know whether games are going to get postponed. But yeah, let's take a look at this slate. Uh, we'll start with the first game. It's the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they're at the New York Knicks. Uh, the Knicks are favored by one point. Uh, Mete, I'll start with you. Which side do you like here for Christmas? Yeah, it's a rematch from round one of last year's playoffs. And there's no way I'm taking the Knicks. I know they're at home, but uh, the Hawks have been kind of uh, disappointing too, but uh, I don't think I would favor the Knicks here. So for that reason, I like the Hawks. All right. And I guess, um, Nate, I'm going to get to you. I guess, uh, which side do you like here? I think it's going to kind of depend on how healthy other te um, each team is. If Trey Young is um, not healthy, then you could probably go with the Knicks. But if he's healthy, go with the Hawks. All right, Terry, let me get to you. I guess, which side do you like here? Give me the Knicks on this one. The hairless lollipop or whatever. 
the New York fans have given Trey Young as a nickname. They don't stand a chance. Uh, I don't know what to say. If Trey Young's still in health and safety protocols, they're going to have a rough night. Uh, sweet Lemon Pepper Lou, he ain't young as he used to be. He ain't the sixth man of the year anymore. And DeLong Wright, this ain't Toronto Raptor DeLong Wright. So, I mean, you're going to have to probably improvise by the center of the power forward position with John Collins, like how it was two, three years ago. And for some reason, it's in New York. I mean, come on, you got to go with the Knickerbockers here right now. Bing bong. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I'm going to go with the Hawks as long as Trey Young is playing. We know Trey Young owns the Knicks. He he pretty much runs Madison Square Garden at this point. This guy went on WWE TV at MSG and they booed him out of the building because they know <laughs> the owner of the Knicks walked into the building. So if he plays, yeah, I'm going with the Hawks. Definitely. He's just insane when he plays against New York. Um, let's move now to the next game. Uh, we got the Boston Celtics at the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bucks are favored by seven points right now. This time, Nate, I'm going to start with you. Which side do you like here? I think if the Bucks have um, Giannis in and they have their main starters, there's no no reason not to pick them. All right, Terry, let me bounce to you. I guess which side do you like here? You said it was minus seven for who again? For the Bucks at home. The Bucks at home. If they do get Middleton and Giannis, I feel like that's plausible. They can probably beat that. Um, without you're probably going to be dealing with guys like James Noah. Uh, you know, James Nwana or something like that. Uh, and there's a lot of injury tags on this squad right now. Vincenzo's on injured reserve or under okay. protocols. Like, there's a lot of guys here. Uh, outside of that, got to go with Boston on this, I think. Yeah, um, Mete, I'll bounce it to you now. I guess which side do you like here? Yeah, I uh, definitely agree with everything that was just said. Uh, Giannis and Middleton are the big factors here. It's kind of a bigger spread. So if w- even one of them is in, I'd still go with the Bucks as the Celtics are just way too up and down and the Bucks have been really good lately. So yeah, just watch out for Middleton and Giannis and if they're playing. Yeah, I think I'd be, I guess, in a similar position as you, but I think both of them would have to play. I guess if the Bucs do have some players out, I think the Celtics actually have a chance of winning this game. Um, I know they've been up and down, but uh, maybe this is the game where they can turn it around. And I mean, um, even if they don't win uh, seven and a half, uh, still a pretty decent spread. Well, it's actually seven. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe they could keep it close. A lot of the Christmas Day games come down to the wire, as we've seen in the past. So um, yeah, I definitely think Boston does have a chance to cover. And then uh, moving to the next game, um, we have the Golden State Warriors at the Phoenix Suns. It uh, looks like the Suns are favored by four points at home. Um, Terry, this time I'm going to start with you. I guess, which team do you like here? This is all going to rely on Stephen Curry's availability. You're hoping for a Christmas game that he is available for the Warriors' sake and for the NBA's uh, revenue sake. Um, if he's out, I run with the Suns if he's in. I mean, they did lose to the yeah, – so what's the series split with these two teams, 1-1? One, one? Uh, Something like that, right? I think so. Yeah, if that's the case, then on Christmas, you got to give it to the light-skinned chef. I'll give it to the Warriors. 
If it was any other day of the week, I would probably give it to the Suns. All right, Mete, let me bounce it to you. I guess which side do you like here? Yeah, I think Curry should be good to go. He was playing tonight, so uh, hopefully nothing happened to him. And uh, I, I expect a close game. So in close games, I usually just like to side with the plus, and that's the Warriors here. So I'm going with the Warriors. All right, Nate, let me get to you. I guess which side do you like here? I was actually thinking about the, I guess, picking the Suns mainly because um, they're a little bit healthier. I think um, Golden State currently has Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins out. And Steph Curry still is kind of the centerpiece of the team. So they might have a chance, but I feel like it might be safer to pick the Suns still. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm going to go with the Suns as well. I mean, they are at home. Um, I know I definitely saw that as well, that Golden State did have some players out due to the protocol. I think Jordan Poole was one of them. Uh, so if he's not cleared to go by Christmas, I definitely think um, that Phoenix, I mean, they have their full lineup now pretty much. Um, I think they're just pretty much rolling at this point as well, first in the West. Um, I think at home, they should be able to get it done. Um, and then moving to the next game, we have the Brooklyn Nets at the LA Lakers. At this point in time, um, the spread is all over the place. It's pretty much a pick em here, uh, depending on which site you go to. So I'll just set it as a pick em And I guess, uh, Mete, I'll start with you. I guess, do you like Brooklyn or do you like the Lakers? Oh, it's a tough one. Uh, these are two teams that don't really excel at defense. So I don't know. The Lakers are home which makes me kind of want to pick them. But at the same time, they're so up and down and the Nets are so good. So I might have to go with Brooklyn. All right, uh, Nate, I guess I'll get to you. I guess, which side do you like here? I think this is going to kind of come down to um, who has uh, more players ready to play. Brooklyn is looking like Brooklyn General Hospital right now. With <laughs> a lot of their players out. I think Patty Mills is their only starter who is available at the moment as of this recording. So if the situation continues to look like uh, most of their guys are out, you should probably go with the Lakers. Yeah, and I guess, Terry, I guess, which side are you on here? I'm as clueless as probably the average Joe at this rate. Um, if it's one and a pick them, I guess I got to go with... It's too many factors, man. I'm telling you. I mean, COVID, health and safety. Half of the teams are playing G Leaguers at the moment or college four years plays. I want to go with Lakers, but for some reason, I feel like Brooklyn will get a couple guys back and it'll even it out. But just give me Lakers. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wonder if Brooklyn is going to be able to get their guys back in time. I think I might still go with the Lakers just because they find ways to pull out these Christmas games all the time, going back to whether Kobe was on the team ever since LeBron's been on the team. I know they just always seem to pull out these Christmas games, uh, whether they're playing like the Clippers or they're playing someone else. Um, they just always seem to play well. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just a big stage for guys like LeBron. But, um, yeah, I think I might just lean with the Lakers since it's a pick and we don't know uh, the status of Brooklyn's roster. And then uh, one more game for the Christmas uh, Day slate. Uh, we got the Utah Jazz uh, at home against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, it looks like the spread is all over the place. 
Um, I think uh, minus six uh, is the current spread favoring the Jazz. Um, I guess assuming uh, Luca plays Mete, I'll get to you. Uh, which side do you like here? That's a good question. Uh, if Luca is in, still not that big of a spread, I feel like. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that the Jazz are still on a win streak and they're at home here. So I might have to go with the Jazz. Hey, then uh, Nate, getting to you, I guess, which side do you like here? I kind of like the um, Jazz. They are uh, really offensively talented. The Mavericks are too, but I feel like um, just the players that um, the Jazz have, I feel like they should be able to win each matchup. All right. And uh, Terry, I'll move to you. Um, Jazz are favored by six. I guess, which side do you like here? I got to go with the Jazz on this, and it doesn't even matter if Luka's in there or out of it. Uh, I mean, they're one of the four teams in this league right now that only have, like, that have 10 losses or under. Well, if you include the Bulls, that would be five, but they're still a top five team in the division, not in the division, in the entire association if you're just looking at their records alone. Um, They're one of those teams that don't really get a lot of credit, you know, small market and all that, and outside of that, Let's have a jazz at minus six. Yeah, Terry, as you would say, uh, give me the jazz next question. I feel <laughs> like the, the jazz, uh, they pretty much should be able to get it done. Um, uh, probably if the spread is under 10, they, they should be able to get it done. Because I know that definitely the spread for that game is going to move all over the place with, I guess, the status for Luca. So definitely keep an eye on that. But yeah, I definitely like the jazz for sure. And yeah, that's pretty much the end of the preview. We took a look at Tuesday slate and the Christmas slate. I guess, Terry, uh, since you're back this week, I'll start with you. I guess, what are your final thoughts? There's a lot of final thoughts, especially since I haven't been on the podcast for a while. Um, I wish I could go over every team, but that's probably going to take another 30 minutes. A couple of teams that have seemed disappointing, Boston for one. Uh, that's a main factor. Then you got that other team down in LA, the LA Lakers. They've been slightly disappointing as well. Only the 11th seed, not the 11th, the 7th seed. Um, outside of that, I mean, surprises this year, probably the Warriors at two. Um, Stephen Curry is just putting on an MVP performance, even though I don't believe he's going to be the MVP. Um, the Suns as well, they've been tr- playing tremendous. They had that, I believe, 15-game, 17-game winning streak, something like that. Uh, they just got to be healthy, and we'll see a deep run in the playoffs for these guys. Surprises in the East, I guess, probably the Cavs and Bulls. Um, I know for sure from last year we were saying how, oh, this Cavs team is looking tremendously uh, efficient, especially even if it was like 10 games into the season, and then they just fell off. But now with a guy like Evan Mobley being that franchise power forward, uh, they're looking tremendous, especially without Colin Sexton. With the Bulls, on the other hand, I mean, those acquisitions during the offseason, DeMar, Alonzo, Caruso, the ball mamba, as Nathan would say, um, those guys have just helped out guys like Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. And then those guys that don't really get enough credit, Ayo, Adi, Sambo, I believe, and then Javante Green, those guys are just helping out power forward right now for injured Patrick Williams, but that's all I gotta say, man. All right, and um, yeah, uh, Mete, I'm gonna bounce it to you now. I guess any final thoughts? Yeah, I don't have much to say either, except the fact that it's been kind of a crazy week. 
with a lot of players being ruled out due to COVID, even games getting postponed. So, yeah, the NBA, it looks like they have no intentions of shutting down. They're trying to push through it. And, yeah, I kind of like these games, even though a lot of people are making fun of it, saying, oh, it's just G League teams going at it. But like I said, uh, it's guys you you usually don't see playing. You... You can see what they what they've got. So yeah, it's been really good. Uh, two guys who come to my mind specifically are the ones in Miami, Max Struss and Gabe Vincent. They've had a great week, and yeah, uh, whenever your opportunity is given to you, you gotta make the most of it. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. I was definitely gonna mention that that COVID's pretty much been running wild in this league at this point, and um. I mean, we don't even know which guys are going to be in the protocol, out of the protocol. It's just so sudden all the time. Um, like even we saw Kyrie Irving was activated to be able to play, and then he just got placed in the protocol right away. So uh, I don't even know what to say anymore. It's, it's insane. But I guess, Nate, I'll get to you. What are your final thoughts? Yeah, I guess it's kind of um, the same as you guys. This is kind of um, the, the time of the year where um, – like I've been saying, this is the next man up association right now. So, and I know some people have been cl- some people have been complaining a little bit about how the NBA is a little bit too star driven. Normally, people come to watch the uh, the main main guys who are starting, but I think this is kind of the opportunity for maybe the role players and the guys on the bench to kind of stand stand out a little bit more. They it's their their time to step out onto the plate, and I guess. Uh, we might see some more um, team-driven stuff in the past couple, past, I mean, the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I guess it's a good way to sort of round out your team pretty well, develop your depth. I think that's definitely going to happen. I guess when we get to the playoffs, maybe all of these guys that have gotten opportunities to play, they'll make for like exciting series that might actually go longer because teams are a lot deeper. So I will definitely have to see about that. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, teams' depths are really being tested at the moment. Uh, yeah, it has been a crazy year. I'll definitely agree with that. And yeah, that's going to be the end of this big time basketball episode. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcasts. Uh, we've been posting picks there uh, pretty much daily for NBA, NHL, and the NFL. So definitely go check that out. Uh, this episode will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, hit the bell for notifications on YouTube, leave us a review, all that good stuff. And yeah, guys, uh, it's been a rough week in the NBA. Uh, Terry, it's great to have you back on Big Time Basketball, and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.